very favorite songs, Connie. Thank you so much. I was reading something this morning. I was thinking as I was preparing for today that if you look at the history of unity and you look at um, kind of who Myrtle Fillmore was, that she must have had a tremendous grasp of compassion because unity really started out as uh, an experience of self-compassion first and understanding that she was a child of God. And for those of you that are visiting, Myrtle and Charles Fillmore are our founders. And understanding that she was a child of God and she didn't inherit illness and a compassion for herself that allowed her to really embrace that. And then an understanding that she could take that same understanding out and teach healing to other people. Teach them how to see the holy in themselves, how to heal in themselves what needed healing, which really is based in love and compassion, isn't it? I was reading a story about her this morning and that she had, uh, you know, she had three sons and Lowell and Rickert were out playing one day and they came home and they told their mother about this little boy that they'd been playing with who was lost. He had, had wandered away from his parents and he didn't know where they were and it wasn't so easy as it is now where you just pick up your cell phone and call somebody. And so Myrtle went with them and found the little boy, and he had apparently been lost for a long time. Um, She took him home. She fed him. She took out the big tin that they bathed their kids in and filled it with hot water and gave him a bath. And while she was bathing him, she decided she would share some things about unity. And so she was telling him that God is everywhere, that you can find God everywhere. And God is even right here in the room with us right now. And just at that moment, Charles came down the stairs and he said, is that God? (laughs) She, there was no hesitation to give, no question of who this child was, just a need that was met. And compassion is often that way, isn't it? Compassion is often a need that is met. So there are lots of different ways to interpret Compassion. Um, If you look at the etymology of the word, it comes from a Latin word that means co-suffering, that I will suffer with you. That doesn't sound very good to me. I like the Dalai Lama's explanation better. The Dalai Lama calls it a generosity of spirit, that we practice living in a generosity of spirit. And I was reading something by Pima Chodron this, this week, and it said, you can't practice compassion from a hierarchical point of view, hierarchical point of view, that compassion can only be expressed between equals. So in order to be compassionate with someone else, you have to be able to see your own humanness. You have to be able to, to experience your own level of self-forgiveness, of self-love, of self-compassion, so that when it comes to reaching out to someone else, you already know how to do it because you practiced it here first. So when we can see the darkest parts of ourselves, we're able to see the darkness in someone else, whether it's self-inflicted darkness or it's something that's happening with them, we're able to see where they are and relate to it. There's some kind of relationship. So there's a, there's a behavior of compassion. There are things that we do when we're being compassionate. What does it look like when we're practicing compassion? 
There are a couple of things we can identify. One of them is that we're going to be patient. If we're being compassionate with someone, we're going to see the difficulty they're going through, and we're going to be patient. We're going to be patient through tears. We're going to be patient through anger. We're going to be patient through bad behavior. We're going to be patient through what doesn't look nice to us, through the things that cause suffering. We're going to be patient. We're also going to be present because compassion is not something you can practice um, with half of your listening on. To be compassionate, one must be willing to be completely present. I often think of compassion like midwifing. That if you're midwifing at a birth, and those of you who have had children will remember what that experience is like because it never goes away. You remember it for the rest of your life. You'll remember that there are moments that 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 experience feels out of control. And especially if you're a husband in the room who's been there, you had to be in compassion through screaming, yelling, possibly name-calling, Right? You had to be able to see beyond the exterior behavior that something tremendous was happening. Compassion for us is an opportunity to see that in the world, in a person, in a circumstance, something tremendous is happening. And it requires us looking past what is right in front of our face and being fully present to the grander experience. So... I want to do a meditation with you this morning because compassion is one of those kind of nebulous things that we talk about. I I should practice compassion, but we don't necessarily know exactly how we're going to be called in to do that, so we don't practice it. We just do it when it shows up. And there is a practice, a really powerful practice that we can do every day for a short period or a longer period to bring ourselves back to uh, an exercised compassion muscle. Do you think that's important in today's world? How many of you would say in the last six weeks you have brought yourself to a point of fatigue, emotional fatigue? Yeah, so what's happening is things are happening really fast. Things are breaking down, systems are being changed, People around us are frustrated, upset, unsure, and afraid. And whether we're engaged in that personally or we're just present to it, it's going to have an emotional impact. If we're just present to it, we're going to experience compassion fatigue. Everybody needs to be cared for right now. If we're in it, we're going to feel real emotional heart wrench fatigue. In either way, in either case, It's exhausting. And I've heard half a dozen people say to me this week alone, I wish I could just find a tool that would bring me back to a place of comfort and a place of balance so that I could take these things as waves rather than feeling like I'm under the water, like it's coming so fast I can't breathe through it. This meditation will allow you to breathe through it if you practice it. It will allow you to come back to a place of balance and to remember that you're in control of your emotions. No one can push you to feel anything. You get to decide how you will take this on.
So I want to invite you to set down anything in your hands that you don't need, to put your feet flat on the floor, and to get comfortable in your chair, to just relax your shoulders, relax, drop your awareness down into your belly, and to gently close your eyes. And I want to invite you to breathe. Just breathe. No special effort, no special way you have to breathe. Just notice that you're breathing and be grateful for that. For the gift of your breath, deep and rich and full. Let this moment be a special moment for you. Let this practice be a gift to you and to the rest of the world. We'll practice compassion. To begin, I want to invite you to picture someone who is close to your heart. Could be a loved one sitting right next to you or someone far away, just someone whom you love. And notice how this love feels in your heart. Notice the sensations, the sense of warmth, of openness and tenderness. Just notice. Continue breathing and focus on these feelings as you visualize your loved one. As you breathe out, imagine that you can extend a golden light that holds the warm feelings in your heart. And imagine that golden light reaches out to your loved one, bringing him or her peace and happiness and ease. And as you breathe out that golden light, say these words, extending the energy of them to the person you most love. May you have happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have happiness. May you be free from suffering. As you silently repeat these phrases, remember to continue extending the golden light from your heart to theirs and feel with all your heart the wish that you have for your loved one to be suffering free and filled with love. Take a deep breath in and release this image.
Now think of a time when this person was suffering. Maybe they experienced an illness or an injury or a difficult time in their relationship with you or someone else. Notice how you feel when you think of them suffering. How does your heart feel? Do your sensations change? Do you continue to feel warmth, openness, and tenderness? Are there other sensations, perhaps an aching sensation? Continue to visualize your loved one as you breathe. Imagine that you can extend that golden light from your heart to your loved one. And that that golden light is easing his or her suffering. Extend this light out to them during your exhalation with the strong heartfelt wish that they be free, that they be at ease. And say these words silently. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. Notice how this feels in your heart. What happens to your heart? Did the sensations change? Do you feel warmth, openness, and tenderness? Were there other sensations? Just notice them. Take a deep breath in, and with your exhale, release this vision. Contemplate a time when you yourself have suffered. Perhaps you experienced a conflict with someone you care about or did not succeed in something you wanted or maybe you were physically ill. Just pick one time. Notice how you feel when you think of your suffering. How does your heart feel? Do you feel warmth, openness, and tenderness? Are there other sensations? An aching, perhaps? An awareness of the hurt? Just as we wish for our loved one's suffering to end, we wish for our own suffering to end. We may also envision our own pain and suffering leaving us so that we can experience happiness and joy. Continue to visualize yourself as you breathe. Imagine that golden light emanating from your heart is filling all that you are and easing your own suffering. With each exhalation, the light fills you more brightly, more fully. And with strong, heartfelt awareness, 
silently recite these words to yourself. May I be free from suffering. May I have joy and happiness. May I be free from suffering. May I have joy and happiness. May I be free from suffering. May I have joy and happiness. Again, notice how this feels in your heart. What kind of sensations do you feel? Did they change when you were envisioning your own suffering? How is the feeling different from when you wished your loved one's suffering to be relieved? Do you feel warmth, openness, and tenderness? Take a deep breath in and release. Now visualize someone you neither like nor dislike. Someone you may see in your everyday life, such as a classmate with whom you're not familiar, someone who rides the bus with you or lives in your neighborhood but has not met you yet, a stranger you pass on the street. Although you're not familiar with this person, think of how they may suffer in their own lives. This person may also have conflicts with loved ones or struggle with an addiction, or have suffered illness. Imagine a situation in which this person may have suffered. Notice your heart center. Does it feel different? Do you feel more warmth and openness? More tenderness? Are there other sensations? Perhaps an aching sensation? A deeper awareness? Continue to visualize this person as you breathe. Imagine that you are extending golden light from your heart to theirs. With each exhalation, Repeat these words. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. Notice how you feel, whether the feelings in your heart have shifted, whether you feel tenderness and gentleness. And take a deep breath in and release. Now, One more time. Allow yourself to vision someone with whom you have difficulty in life. 
This could be a parent or a child with whom you disagree, an ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse, a neighbor that you've argued with, even the politician. Just picture someone with whom your heart has difficulty. Although you may have negative feelings toward this person, think of how this person may have suffered in his or her life. This person has conflicts with loved ones, has dealt with failures, may have suffered illness or loss. Imagine a situation in which this person may have suffered. Notice your heart center. Does it feel different? Do you feel more warmth, openness, and tenderness? Are there other sensations? Perhaps an aching or a deep caring? How does your heart feel different from when you are envisioning your own or a loved one suffering? Continue to visualize this person as you breathe, imagining that you are extending a golden light from your heart to his or hers, and that the golden light is easing his or her suffering. Extend this light with the strong heartfelt wish that they be free as you silently say these words. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. Notice how this feels in your heart. Notice how the sensations change. Notice warmth and openness, tenderness and gentleness. And as we close this time, let us wish all of this for all beings. As we say together, may all beings be free from suffering. May all beings have joy and happiness. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings have joy and happiness. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings have joy and happiness. Take a deep breath in and release. When you're ready, gently and easily open your eyes. Stretch back into your body. Feel yourself present in this room. This process can be done for as long as you like. This meditation, may you be free from suffering May you be filled with joy and happiness. 
these words can be said until you feel your heart shift. When you're upset and you're angry and you're unsettled, being angry with someone else will not bring you back to balance. What will bring you back to balance is self-forgiveness, self-blessing, and blessing of the other. So we believe that we're able to move the fabric of the universe through our prayers, our meditations, our emotions. Yes? Yes. Do you believe that you can shift the energy of what's happening with this kind of a practice? Yes. This is a powerful, easy, important practice that we bless those we love, that we bless ourselves, that we bless those we don't know, that we bless those we are having difficulty with, and that we wish no suffering in our world, that all beings may be released of suffering and come to a place of joy and happiness. Simple, powerful, useful meditation. I have some quotes for you. The Dalai Lama said, we can reject everything else. Religion, ideology, all received wisdom. But we cannot escape the necessity of love and compassion. This then is my true religion, my simple faith. In this sense, there is no need for temple or church, for mosque or synagogue, no need for complicated philosophy, doctrine, or dogma. Our own hearts, our own mind is the temple. The doctrine is compassion, love for others, and respect for their rights and dignity, no matter who or what they are. Ultimately, these are all we need. So long as we practice these in our daily lives, then no matter if we are learned or unlearned, whether we believe in Buddha or God or follow some other religion or none at all, as long as we have compassion for others and conduct ourselves with restraint out of a sense of responsibility, there is no doubt we will be happy. Neil Donald Walsh said, we cannot have peace on earth until we learn to speak with one voice. That voice must be the voice of reason, the voice of compassion, the voice of love. That is the voice of divinity within us. And Marion Williamson said, May we not succumb to thoughts of violence and revenge today, but rather to thoughts of mercy and compassion. We are to love our enemies that they might be returned to their right mind. Please join me in singing.